going on guys clocks on the stove here to recap week four of college football as well as dive into what you need to know for week five real quick it's an announcement i am fighting again october 22nd uh ticket link and pay-per-view link are both in my instagram bio at fishy girl but today is about college football it's not about me and there's a lot of things that happen a lot of things that are going to happen that we are going to digest dissect and discuss with you guys starting us off number five clemson going to number 21 wake forest beating them 51 to 45 in overtime zach what did you see from this game you know i thought clemson's defense and defensive line were going to play a way more determining factor in the outcome of this game um you know wake really loves that slow mesh uh, RPO style of offense. I think Sam Hartman runs it extremely well. You know, he's a very intelligent quarterback. Um, I'm glad to see him healthy and do, play in the quarterback position the right way. I think he threw for like six touchdowns, just played absolutely yeah. incredible. Six touchdowns. In um, yeah, just dominated. Um, I thought Clemson would be able to cause more havoc up the middle, you know, stuff the run game, force them to really air it out a lot more and kind of force Sam to make some mistakes. I didn't see that at all. Um, what I did see, though, from Clemson is despite their lackluster defensive play, I thought uh, their quarterback, DJ, really stepped up um, and showed some true potential as a starting quarterback for the number five team in the country. Um, just absolutely solid, made some unbelievable throws, um, was picking apart the defense. It's not to say that like Wake Forest defense is anything to brag about, but still, um, I've seen him perform a lot worse against weaker competition. Um, so that was a huge step up um, from him, at least. So yeah, I that's kind of what I saw. This is the first game where you saw DJU and you were like, this kid looks like he should be starting at Clemson. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying it. Don't count him out yet. Like I said, he had a weird year, bro. He had a weird year. He had a lot of hype. He played great in that Notre Dame game his freshman year. Then he follows in the footsteps of arguably the greatest college quarterback of all time, Trevor Lawrence. And it's, that's a lot of pressure, bro. And, and it's his first time his entire life facing adversity. He's slowly starting to get there. And he looked – not only did his stats do spectacular, 26 for 41, 371 yards and uh, five touchdowns with no interceptions. He's got 52 with his feet. He threw dots. And that's the one thing I was I wanted to see from him because although he was playing like, like not up to his expectation this past year, he was making the easy throws. It was the hard ones. Mm-hmm that we weren't seeing in this game. He was hitting everything. Um, yeah. I agree. Sam Hartman balled out as well. They're off. I don't think Clemson's defense did a good scheme getting ready for that slow mesh. And also the DBs at Clemson are not the same DBs that they used to have. They used to have locked down corners like Quan Alexander's or uh, Jari. Is it Quan Alexander? Something Alexander. I remember them having, who was locked down. Like they've had notorious, good, solid defensive backs. And, and this year they don't. And I think that's something that's, that can hurt them in the long run. Yeah. Um, moving on, our next game, we had number 17, uh, Baylor, going up against Iowa State. Baylor pulled this one out 31-24. to 24. We had taken Iowa State heading into this game. I don't really have a ton of takeaways. I wasn't able to sit down and watch this game all the way through. But, um, you know, Iowa State really didn't – really wasn't aggressive, didn't take advantage throughout any point of this game. Um, you know, they were trailing pretty much the whole time. Did they ever take the lead? No, they did not. So they never took the lead. One of the things that kind of like infuriated me was the turnovers. Iowa State had two drives where they could have t- taken the lead and they ended up just turning the ball over. Um, really solid performance out of Schappen, though. You know, I had really knocked on him saying that, you know, they didn't even break 200 yards when they played BYU and BYU secondary was nothing to like brag about. But, you know, going 19 for 26, 238 yards and three touchdowns, that's just better than what I expected. Um, I thought. You know, we had the under, and that didn't hit. And the reason why we took that is I just thought Baylor's running game was going to be a lot more prominent in this one. Um, instead, you had Reese, 21 carries, 78 yards, um, and a touchdown, who's a primary back in this. Baylor ended up taking this pretty easily, in my opinion. I don't think the score really reflected what we actually saw. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, too. I agree. Baylor kind of kicked their ass, and it doesn't show based on the points. I mean, Iowa State couldn't get a run game going, and that obviously hurts Deckers, your quarterback. He's not going to be able to develop, especially when you look at the Iowa State teams in the past with Brock Purdy, him getting really opened up, having Brees Hall back there helping him out. You know, so that definitely hurt their style. 
Baylor played offense for the first time this season, which was crazy. I'm still not big on Chapin, and I think Iowa State did a pretty good job at containing the run, but they couldn't stop the the pass, which is really weird, honestly, if you think about it. But um, all I got to say after this is um, I want Matt Campbell to come to Wisconsin. I want to get rid of Paul Chris, mm-hmm. bring Campbell into Wisconsin. I think the problem with him being at Iowa State is he's just as good at coaching. He can't get the kids, though, because no one wants to go to Iowa State. The kids will go to Wisconsin. So I know this is – I don't even know this is in talks, but my clock's on the stove take. I want Matt Campbell to go to Wisconsin and fix the program because the defense corner, Jim Leonard's great. But I think I think Campbell could take him over. That's all, that's all I got to say for that. Yeah. Coming into our next game, we had TCU taking on SMU. This is another mistake on us. We had the SMU money line. Uh, TCU ended up picking up the win here, 42-34. Um, TCU's quarterback, um, Dugan, is one of the best quarterbacks in the country at, at passing against the Blitz. Um, PFF dropped his rating. He's been doing exceptionally well in that regard. Um, this is another one really of those games. Fucking where ugly, though. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> this is another one of those games. <laughs> This kid's oh, ugly, bro. He's, really- he's so white, doesn't even register. So um, ugly. I will say this: this is another one of the, another one of those misleading games where the score was kind of closer than what the yeah, game actually yeah. reflected. Um, I did say take the over if you were feeling ballsy. Um, so hopefully you got some cojones and bet the over because both of these teams were averaging over 500 yards of offense before the game, and TCU put up 487, SMU put up 476. Again. Similar to the Baylor-Iowa State game, SMU ended up losing this because of their two turnovers. And, you know, I really felt the game was kind of lost in that second quarter going down 28-7, to especially that early against the Sonny Dykes-led team. You know, he's a really quality coach. Um, I respect him a lot. Yeah. You know, not really – SMU's not Power 5, are they? Or are they in fact? They're AAC. Yeah. Yeah, they're AAC. Not – for a group of five program, they're going to be solid. Um. Who the hell is you know? Oh, wait, no, he's not on SMU. He's on TCU now, excuse me. Um, yeah, so what I got to say from this is Tanner Mordecai, I thought the reason, one of the biggest reasons I picked this game was because of him. You know, he played three seasons at Oklahoma. He had a phenomenal year last year with 39 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And he, I just think the pressure of a big 12 defense, a real defense, was too much for him to handle. Um, I mean, not real, but like, like better than AAC. Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw two picks, and like you said, those two turnovers really hurt them. Also, I bashed TCU for not being able to run the ball this game because they lost uh, Zach Evans, I believe is his name. Yeah, Zach was Evans to yeah. Ole Miss. And, yeah. um, dude, their running backs picked it up. They got a running back, Kay Miller, what's his first name? Kendra Miller, 17 for 142 and a touchdown. And and Imari DeMercado, who was – Six touches, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. So they they really shut me up, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think Sony Dykes is a legit head coach, dude. I really do. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to point out, Jake Bailey for SMU has easily become one of the top receiving or receivers in the country. Eight receptions, 163 yards, and a tutty. Dude is a beast. Um, let me try to find his stats from this year. Um, yeah, so – Let's go over – I'm trying to look at, like, game splits, but I'm having a hard time pulling up. Just from this year so far – What's his name? Jake Bailey. Oh, the oh, – yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just so, so far, season, 12 – On the season, he has 12 recoveries, 205 yards, a touchdown, and 17.1. Um, yeah. I, games, he has eight catches – oh, he's only played in two games this year. Yeah, and he's balling. Yeah, and he's doing really well. Yeah, um, they had talked about him going into the game, and he ended up being a big factor there. Obviously, one of the things that I'll just say lastly before we move on, if you have if you give a running back pretty much 20 carries, um, you know, Siggers, yeah, Trey Siggers had 19 carries for 60 yards. You should, you, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like if you had 20 touches, you should guarantee 100 yards. Yeah. Yeah, especially in that context. He did get he did pick up three touchdowns, but still like if your running game is not that prominent, like come on, dude. Like you're not gonna win games. Especially against a power five defense. Yeah. And by now you should know our quote, you run to throw and you throw to run. It's kind of 
I'm going to keep saying it until teams start to learn from it because it's really starting to annoy me. So another Big 12 team that did a phenomenal job this weekend was the Kansas Jayhawks beating the Duke Blue Devils at home 35-27 to in Lawrence, Kansas. Should have been college game day. So we got some insight in this game. I talked to Mr. Anthony Nelson, Duke defensive defensive end. Mm-hmm. He said there was not an empty seat in that stadium, and he could not even hear the lineman next to him when he was on defense. He said it was mm. so loud. And he also said Jalen Daniels is a very good quarterback, but they made him look better than he is. That is what he told me. He mm. said that two of his touchdowns came from plays they should have had him or they had a miscue or something and that they should have won this game. Uh, we're still very high on Duke. Because they can win, they can still go to the AC Championship. Miami was the favorite on their side, and Miami sucks, you know. So Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, so I'm saying so. Well, I want Duke to go, but for God, I love Nelson. Regardless of what he said, Jalen Daniels is a freaking dog. Mm-hmm. Nineteen for thirty-two. Excuse me, nineteen for twenty-three. Three hundred twenty-four yards, four tardies, no picks. Ninety-eight point three QB. Okay, eleven carries, eighty-three yards, a touchdown. Dude, this dude is good. Kansas is 4-0. I don't know how they're not ranked. It makes no sense to me. I mean, they're just freaking legit, dude. They are really uh, good. This quarter – Duke also is good this year, by the way. They they are producing. They were in that game. Um, uh, I, I just – is it crazy to say I think Kansas could win the Big 12? I mean, they got to beat somebody ranked first, but they should be ranked. There's no reason that they're not ranked. There's no reason they're okay. ranked. So I'll address all of your concerns and your questions that you post and your little eulogy right there for Kansas Jayhawks. Let me start by saying this. Jalen Daniels has has introduced himself as a serious Heisman candidate for what he's doing with that Jayhawk program because Kansas was nothing last year and out of nowhere, you know, they get him in there and suddenly they're producing and firing on all cylinders. They have one of the best offenses in the country and they're continuously proving that, you know, it's not to say Duke is like, one of the best defenses in the country, but they're they're extremely solid, in my opinion. I think they're doing great. Um, you brought up why they weren't ranked. Um, and let me let me say this, why they aren't. They had to rank Florida State. If you didn't rank Florida State, I was going to throw a riot myself. I agree. Um, but Kansas yeah. has just as much of a right to be ranked as Florida State. Yes, they both have – they both had a right to be ranked. I think they will be ranked after this week. Um, I, I think they should be able to win and pull it off. Another thing. Uh, and lastly, you kind of touched on it. You think they can win the Big 12? I said in our college football preview that people would call me crazy, but when I said Kansas State could win the Big 12, suddenly Blake Martinez is leading that program, and they're looking yeah. solid. Adrian Martinez, excuse me. Sorry about that. And they ended up beating number six Oklahoma. Yeah. Pretty, pretty handily. Take a bow. Mr. Martinez, because you absolutely dominated that game. Kansas State has proven their factor. There are a lot of teams in the Big 12 now that are really shocking, like that just are pulling stuff out of nowhere. They're making big things happen. They're producing a lot early on in the season. And I, it's really shaken up what that conference is going to come down to later in the year. Because, you know, I feel like there's a lot of teams in there that are deserving of rankings that haven't gotten ranked yet. Did Kansas State get ranked after this week? I no, believe they, so. lost, they lost to Tulane at home, I believe. Really? Yeah, I do believe so. Mm, so gonna, that's I'm a little gonna, upsetting. I'm going to fat check myself, but they do have a loss, I know for a fact, and it's not a good team. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's just kind of kind of how I see that program. Back to the Jayhawks. Tulane at home, bro. I swear, guys, I swear this brain is just an index of college football facts, I swear, oh. I swear. But real quick, Zach, before we move on to the next game, I've been thinking about it, and I saw I saw a uh, Joel Klatt TikTok yesterday, and it described the Kansas City, the Kansas Jayhawks season so far, and the Pittsburgh, uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers season so far, and it without without showing the teams who they are, just described them, and it's like, well, you'd always put this team to be ranked over this team. Anyways, Pitt's ranked, Kansas isn't. The more I think about it and the more confident I am in it, I think you don't do college football rankings till after week three. I think everybody's unranked. Everybody's unranked, okay? The only thing I think you should do, my dad talked about this and I kind of like it, maybe have whoever's the best team in the country, they have a number one. 
whoever won the national title the year before should carry the number one into the next season. And then everybody else is unranked. So my kind of the way I formulated it was, I don't think you have a top 25 until week four. And the way I would do it is week one, you only have a top 10 because you, you should have like a feel of what the 10 best teams of the country look like. This is the issue is you're getting teams like Pitt and teams like Utah and stuff that, shouldn't be ranked as high as they are, but their preseason ranking was high. When even even though there wasn't a reason for it, they didn't even play a game yet. So what happens is if a team beats them, they get ranked high because that team was ranked high, even though that team didn't deserve to be ranked high. And then if that team just wins out on a shitty schedule, they're ranked high. You're, you're basing a team off of a ranking when they haven't even played a game yet. So it's preset that they're already good when they're – when they they're, honestly, they're not. And that's the issue. Yeah. I don't think you should do it. I, I don't. I'm sorry, I let you go. I know I interrupted you. I'm just saying that's the no, reason good. my madness. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like there are teams where you'll have a solid idea of who will be good. Obviously, no one's perfect, and there are, there are a lot of teams that don't make the necessary strides that you envision for them, and that's where you kind of have teams fall off, um, kind of like the Utah program. Like, they were ranked high to begin with, even though, like, I don't know why. Like, yeah, they've been playing good the last couple of recent years, but they haven't really proven anything. But I think, I think by keeping doing a, even if you started with a top five, because top five is pretty consistent. The top five doesn't usually change until about the, like this week. Anyway, do a top five the next week, then you do a top 10 then the next week, top 15, then a top 20 and then a top 25. You keep introducing five new teams into the rankings weekend. So that way, you know, once you start, like we don't really have like these huge upsets because, to be honest, if you were to strip all the rankings away and played it out, how many of these games would you actually call like upsets, like realistically? Like, I wouldn't really consider a lot of them to be. Um, you know, we sat there. Um, I know week one, and we had a little bit of argument over Florida and Utah, and I was like, I think we're kind of disrespecting Florida a little bit. Um, that was weird. Um, anyway, speaking of Florida, though, let's just hop directly into our next game. We have Florida. Number 20 ranked Florida taking on number 11 Tennessee. This is in Knoxville. Um, in Knoxville. Tennessee pulls this one out 38 33. This is one of the games we got right. We took Florida plus 10 and a half. And I see this is one of those things where I don't want to say I told you so, but I said if there was ever a team in the country that was going to make Anthony Richardson look like a Heisman candidate and give Florida fans a gassed up ego and head. It was going to be Tennessee. And the man ended up going 24 for 44, which, you know, just over 50%, but 453 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Hooker, on the other hand, and 22 two, for 20. And two rushing touchdowns. And two rushing touchdowns. But he finally got passing touchdowns. Yeah, he finally – he did what a quarterback is supposed to do. He was also um, the Gators' leading rusher, 17 carries for 62 yards, and the two TDs, obviously – and even on Tennessee side, Hooker, leading passer and leading rusher, 13 carries, 112 yards for a touchdown. Wow. That's kind of crazy for a quarterback. But He's good, dude. That kid's legit. Yeah. I thought Hooker um, outplayed Richardson. I just think Richardson, because they were playing from behind a lot, they had to get – they had to pass the ball a lot more. Gators had a chance to win this game um, by recovering that onside kick late in the fourth quarter. You know, that was just pandemony going on there. Um, oh, see, this pisses me off both ways because I, if anything, I think this made Tennessee look worse than they actually are. And I think for the Gators, it just gave them false confidence in what they think their team is because they're, yeah, I, dude, I, I don't think they're that good. I hate Florida and I wanted them to win this game. I can't stand Tennessee fans, bro. I can't stand Tennessee yeah. fans. I can't stand the Tennessee culture. I think I hate Tennessee. What they did is Shiano is fucked and they're always so overrated. Like they should not be in the top 10. I, I'm sorry, and it's just like, oh, man, I think they're so overrated. I really wanted Florida to win this game. Like you said, they had multiple opportunities to win this game. Hendon Hooker is legit, though. I'm not going to talk shit about him. He did get hurt and played through it. I wonder how that's going to affect the next game they have and, you know, their their season down the rest of the road. Or maybe he was just a tweak that game. Anthony Richardson had – he had some throws where I was like, shit, dude, this kid's really good. And then he had some throws that I was like, I could have made that throw. It's just like he's so inconsistent, and they need to develop a run game, bro. Because like they don't rush, like their running is bad. It's bad, and you can't play in the SEC yeah. with a quarterback that can't throw touchdowns and rely on him to throw. The same Bryce Young. 
All right, so they got to yeah, develop yeah. that. Tennessee looked good. Uh, they looked solid, but I still think they're overrated. I think Hendon Hooker is good, but I don't know. Dude, I, I just feel like they haven't played nobody. I really don't. I mean, who would they beat? The Pittsburgh, who's not good. Ball State and Akron going into that game. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, not a solid showing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was not, great. Not big on them. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a hater. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I know I am being a hater. Fuck, I hate Tennessee. Fuck. <laughs> Moving on to our next game, another one that we didn't do too hot on. Notre Dame beating UNC 45 to 32. I mean, you can you even blame us for this one though? Like, like let's oh, be let's dude. be honest. Everyone and their mom thought UNC was going to beat Notre Dame. Like, yeah. I don't it was at UNC too. Um, I did not watch this game at all. So I don't I don't have a single thing to tell you about it. But uh Drake May still bought out for five tutties. This kid's this kid's killing it, but I also don't think he's played a real defense yet. But 16 touchdowns and a one pick on the year. Jesus. Yeah. Kid's slinging as a freshman. But yeah, I didn't watch this game. Um, it just goes back to us being UNC haters. And, like, even when you think Notre Dame sucks, they're still better than UNC. Yep. Um, I mean, I didn't even watch this game. It was just a joke. Always checking the score update. I mean, honestly, what this came down to was you – I. I kind of joked about it in our TikTok. I said UNC's defense was like a Catholic girl at her first year of college, um, just getting absolutely ran through. And that yeah. kind of proved me right. Because, I mean, yeah. literally, UNC had a seven-point lead uh, up until the second quarter and then proceeded to allow – wait, it was 14 to 14 – and then proceeded to not score again until the score was 38 to 14. So 24 unanswered points, not a good look. Not a good look. Um, turnover, battle, turnover battle was about equal. I mean, dude, when you're allowing 576 total yards of offense to Notre Dame. Power five program to a team that doesn't have a quarterback. Such a joke. Such a joke. Um, yeah. Dude, they were almost sold out. They were – attendance was 50,500. And solution to the game. <laughs> yeah, you, you sold out your home crowd to get schlacked by the Catholic school. Um, yeah, just not a good look. I don't even want to talk about it. I was so pissed off. But yeah, but, so um, our next game was our clocks on the stove game of the week and our lock of the week, and they both hit because because we like that. Because we like that. We are like that. Madison we University like that. going to Appalachian State to play. We said hit the over. We said hit apps. We said hit JMU. What was it? Plus three, plus seven, plus seven. They both hit thirty-two to twenty-eight. James Madison goes into App State and wins. And this game was nuts too. Okay, because App State went up twenty-eight to ten on them, and then didn't score another twenty-eight to three. Twenty-eight to three, and they did not score another point and lost thirty-two to twenty-eight. They scored zero points in the first, twenty-eight in the second, and then zero in the whole second half. So. Yep. Crazy Zach, I'm gonna let him take the mic because he's the one that really predicted this and called this. But damn, bro, talk about a freaking pick! Yeah, um, I said I had a feeling in my cojones that JMU was gonna gonna be able to pull a win out of this. Um, now, given crazy circumstances allowed them to win this game, um, absolutely insane comeback on their part. Here's what I have to say about it: if JMU, if this wasn't JMU's first year in the FBS. I think people would have given him a lot more respect. Now, given App State has had some crazy games this year. Very good, yes. If, if, they, if App State hadn't lost to UNC in that shootout, JMU would have been a hell of a lot more respected because App State certainly would have been ranked, especially if after I, being If Texas App State, State doesn't lose that UNC game, they're a top 15 team going into this game. They're probably at 15th. Yes, yes, uh, 100%. And then JMU, imagine that, your first year – in the FBS where you were supposed to get a step up in competition, you're undefeated and you get ranked. So I could see them being ranked um, very shortly here. Obviously, Their schedule favors them. The only hard game they have in like the honestly is they play at Louisville and they host coastal Carolina, but those are both later in the, down the road. Yeah. Um, dude, that coastal Carolina game is going to be insane. That's going to be so awesome. That is going to be insane. Dude, yeah. I could definitely, because, I mean, it'll be really telling, though, because Coastal Carolina and Georgia State just played, and Coastal Carolina blew them out. So depending on how they play against Georgia State, what kind of setup 
the kind of game we'll be having. The Marshall and Louisville, dude, that string of games right there, Georgia Southern, Marshall, and Louisville, those are not easy matchups. Marshall was able to beat Notre Dame. Um, Georgia Southern is no pushover. And Louisville, you know, although they're not great, they're so still Georgia Southern. Power. Georgia Southern beat, beat Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, but Nebraska is Nebraska right now. So big yikes. And that was also with Scott Frost, I'm pretty sure. Um, so we're not really going to talk about that. But yeah, super solid game out of JMU. Um, I'm happy that we were able to nail the game of the week pick with that one. And we ended up pulling out a dub. Our next game, though, another just, oh, my God. This is a game that, like, we should not have covered. And then we should have covered for, like, five seconds. And then just didn't end up covering anyway because that's just who Oregon football is. Um, but, yeah, number 15 ranked Oregon took on Washington State. Oregon pulled out the win 44-41, to 41, but this was just a loss in our books. Look, I don't know why I keep making the same mistake. I don't know if like Bo Nix took my like football virginity or something because I keep I keep trusting him and he keeps hurting me over and over again. Yeah. Like I don't understand what is wrong with me. He's dog shit. He will always be dog shit. Good when we need him to be bad and he's bad when we need him to be good. Yes, like he just never does what you tell him to do. He's the problem child, honestly. Like I don't think this guy is going to be an NFL prospect at any point. The dude just is not good. Oh, Washington God. State was whooping their ass the whole game. But going into the fourth quarter, it was 27 to 15. And then they let up 29 points in the fourth. God, what a joke. Like, I think, yeah. I think, I, I don't even got much to say. I think both these teams are overrated. I think Oregon did get too much disrespect when they lost to Georgia. But I think Bo Nick sucks. And I think that kid Cam Ward is solid, but I think he hasn't played a real deep. Well, not I, when he played Wisconsin, he knew shit. So I don't know. It was just, it was just like a Pac-12 ass game. Yep. I mean, dude, we had that point. We had that point in the game where like Oregon scored to take the lead, and I was like, well, it still doesn't help us because you know they're not covering by six and a half. So like, I don't really care anyway. And then they get to pick six, and I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, they're gonna do it. And then you give up a seven-play, seventy-five-yard touchdown drive in forty seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got your head. Your head coach was supposed to be the linebackers coach from the national championship-winning Bulldogs. You know this guy's supposed to be a defensive-minded guru, and you know suddenly you go to a Pac-12 team and or Pac-12, yeah, Pac-12, Big yeah, 12, Pac-12, Pac-12, yeah, Pac-12 team, and suddenly you can't play fucking defense. Why? I'm, I'm failing to understand. I guess it's just a Pac-12 thing. Like, there, It's got to be something in their contracts that says you are legally not allowed to give up less than 30 points a game. Yeah. Like, that's just – yeah, like, oh, dude, it killed me. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have anything else to say on this game. I don't know if you do. Um, no. But let's just Well, yeah, the next game, I really – I mean, we covered. We covered. Uh, our, we had Arkansas, Arkansas plus two. Against Texas A&M, and Texas A&M won twenty-three to twenty-one because Arkansas went for a game-winning field goal, and it would, went and hit the top of the goalpost and bounced back and didn't go in. So, our Texas A&M's defense is legit. We never questioned it throughout the season. It was their offense. Their offense is all right. Without KJ Jefferson, Arkansas is nothing. They are nothing without yeah. KJ. Jefferson. He had twelve for nineteen, one hundred seventy-one with two touchdowns, no interceptions, eighteen carries, under five yards, and touchdown. Now, he did lose a fumble, and that hurt them. And it also took him to about the second half to start getting warm. But I thought Arkansas was a legitimate team this year, and they just proved that. I, Dude, I, you got it. Like, I don't know, dude. I just thought they were going to run through Texas A&M. I really did. And then that screwed college game day because college game day was going to go to Arkansas this week for Alabama at Arkansas, but now they're too low ranked. Yeah, now it's just not even going to be a close game at this point. I mean, one of the things I'll say is if it wasn't for that 82-yard fumble return for a touchdown, I think Arkansas takes the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it just pisses me off both ways because I had given a lot of praise to Arkansas to begin with. You know, I was really high on them. I thought their running game was solid and getting getting Jefferson in at QB, you know, he's he's solid. Um, but, uh, just a heartbreaker. And then just – It was, any, it was any, kind I, of a I, shitty game, to be honest. 
It really was. Um, it, I had high hopes in the beginning. I mean, Arkansas took a 14-point lead, I want to say. Uh, I don't know how early. Yes, yeah, so they took a 14-point lead in the first quarter, yeah. So, you know, you're thinking Arkansas is going to run away with this one, make it easy, and then, of course, just not able to get anything going. I just – I hate giving any credit to any Jimbo Fisher team at this point. Uh, I, I mean, I despise the man for what he did to FSU. I hope he has nothing but failure in his future. Um, and you can quote me on that. I don't care. Um, so I'm not a Texas A&M fan. I, I'm not a fan of most college teams that are stationed in Texas, you know, college station, whatever. I hate you. Texas will never be back. Texas A&M isn't anything. Texas tech apparently loves shoving, uh, players. Yeah, I know. Fuck that. Um, yeah, just terrible state. Um, and everyone that lives in Texas is so gassed up mentally. Um, way too prideful human beings. So this is just a podcast full of hate. Yeah. <laughs> despise. Like we just yeah, are haters. Our next game, Florida state hosting Boston college. We did not think Jordan Travis was going to play. So we did not, we, we thought it was going to be plus 17 and a half for Boston college. Didn't happen. Florida state destroyed them 44 to 14. It is what it is. Florida state's back, baby. They're ranked. Let's go. Jordan Travis all out. Rotomaker had a decent game, three for three, 29 yards. I mean, it, it, it was just it was just a game to kick ass. Sold out the stadium. Like it was just it was that's just it was parents weekend. Like it's just one of those games. Like it's just how, it's how it is. And this is huge yeah. for Florida State fan because you haven't seen them blow out a team in so long. Oh yeah. Another thing I'll say, you know, even with Travis starting, you know, I thought we covered dude, why does this keep going off like this? Um I don't know why the volume keeps going on, but let me just mute my computer. Anyway, I I did not think we'd go up 21-0 that fast. Um, you know, we scored 37 unanswered points to start off the game. Took the, took the opening kickoff to the house. That was lit. That was insane. Um, I was already losing it off rip. Another thing I'll say, FSU's running back room is still insane. You know, I love – Trey Benson. Yeah, I love this man. He is a dog. Got him from Oregon. Dude is filthy. I look. I don't want to be quoted on this yet, but at one point, do we put Travis in the Heisman contention? Dude, I you don't even have to go that far. He hasn't been on a single top ten quarterbacks list I've seen this week. Not one. And he's the third. He's the third highest rated quarterback in the country through week yeah. four. And he has not been on one top ten list I've seen all week. I've seen like ten. Yeah, like. I, I don't understand. Do. I apparently beat Wake, Clemson, and NC State back to back to back. Yeah, which the kid's, the kid's good at football, dude. Kid is good at football. Let me tell you. But yeah, nothing more to say on that. Um, those are kind of our pick. Oh, we had one more game that we had bet on. Uh, number seven ranked USC taking on Oregon State. Wow, could we have been more wrong about a game? We had the over at seventy and a half, bold, and we had USC minus seven, bold. Um, for this oh, USC should have lost this game. If it wasn't for their four turnovers um, on the defensive side of the ball, they definitely should have lost this game. Caleb Williams didn't even break 200. Addison had three receptions. You know, um, I didn't really get a chance to stay up and watch this game. I thought it would, wouldn't even be that close. You know, Oregon State had been giving up a ton of points. Dude, it was 17. It was 14 to 10. And Jordan Addison caught a touchdown with a minute 13 left in the game to win. They should have lost this game. Their defense pulled it through. It was nice to see that, you know, their defensive team too. But Oregon State's legit. Their quarterback sucks. Their defense is good. But it showed there's holes in the USC game, bro. It showed there's holes in the USC game. If you're a USC fan, you're mad because of that. But you're also happy that, you know, you actually have a defense. You know, they, they did something. But it showed there's holes in the game. And Caleb Williams can get rattled. You shut down Addison, it's really hard for him to get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nothing really more to say about that. This could also just be just one of those like really off weeks. You know, you overlooking your opponent. We kind of saw the real environment they played so far. Yeah, and they did not perform. So I guess we'll see moving forward. I guess we'll see moving forward. Some other games to look at. Number one ranked. Nobody on their schedule, bro. Of course they don't. Of course they don't. Another game that. Was a lot closer than it needed to be. Number one ranked Georgia taking on Kent State. Kent State fought their 
ass off. Yeah. And this one, um, you know, you know how the saying goes when you head into the number one team in the country's house, um, you're going to get, you're going to get your best football. Anyone that plays the number one team in the country, you're going to get their best football. Nick Saban always says that, you know, teams, they mark you down on their calendar. That is going to be their game to them. And Kent state really proved that, you know, they were no pushovers. They said, you know, screw, screw your name, screw your ranking. We know who you are and we don't care. And I, if you're a Kent state fan, you should be proud. Even in a loss, um, you know, I'm pretty sure the spread on this game was like, it was 50, a lot. God damn. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And they surely covered that. So congratulations. Um, all I got to say is like, yeah, they, they came in, they played. Georgia got it done regardless. So I don't think I'm not bashing Georgia. They got thrown off the guard and they kept their cool. But Stetson Bennett, the guy who's been playing, you know, this great football season, that everyone's saying he's actually good, did not play good at all. You know, and that's, in, that's scary if you're Georgia because if he plays bad, you're not scoring. That's not good. But, yeah, I don't think Kent State's, like, a, a good team or anything. I think he just came prepared, and I think it was cool to see that. Got everyone because because this UGA team has been, like, looking like they could run through anyone. To see a team like Kent State do that, it shows that there's still hope. There's still hope. Still hope somewhere. Um, next game, this was one of my favorite games of the weekend to watch. Um, Middle Tennessee State beating number 25-ranked Miami, 45-31. to 31. Um. Miami, you know, I saw a funny tweet. I had sent it to Grayson. I'll try to pull it back up in the meantime. But um, it cracked me up because it says, you know, hurricanes rarely do what they're projected to. Some veer left or right or even go straight. Then sometimes they lose to Middle Tennessee State at home. Um, This is very telling of just the program at Miami. And, you know, I'm kind of conflicted because even as a, Miami hater. Um, I like Mario Cristobal. You know, when they signed him, I was like, I was like, he's a solid coach. You know, they're probably going to end up being good. And, you know, in my eyes, I can hate Miami and I can hate Florida, but I still want them to be good because at the end of the year, when we play those two teams within like a two, two, three week span, if we're all highly ranked, those games make for bangers. Yeah. And, and it also whole- helps the status of Florida State. Yes, it does every time. So, you know, I would appreciate greatly if the entire state of Florida could return to being a great recognized football state. No, um, we no. will be back. Yeah, we will be back there eventually. You know, kind of sucks that Florida State has to kind of carry the load again. You know, we're just dragging ass with these sorry programs. But, you know, it's okay. We're used to it. I think uh, – I and I, 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 I was talking to someone about this the other day too. I think it's impossible to bring Miami back. I mean, so, so think about it. One – no – the reason why Big Ten teams and, like, SEC teams and, like, Florida State and schools like that do so well is because when there's a football game and there's a big sporting event, that whole city is – is that's what that they're doing. They're shutting down business. They're going there. Like, that is their surround. They bleed for that school. No one in Miami is like, oh, it's Saturday night. Let's go to the Miami Hurricanes game. That's not how that works. You know, that's not how, like, Miami works. Like, people don't – they don't have a culture. And even say say every single student at their school – went to the game, that's only 17,000 kids. So in order to sell out a stadium of 60,000, an NFL stadium with, with all people, you need a community. You don't need, you need more than a school and they don't have the community and they don't have the school. Even when they were the U, they only had 30,000 max at their games. Like you can't do it. You, you can't build Miami back. I'm sorry. It's just, it's too big of a city. It's just one of those issues where like big city schools don't strive in sports, at least in the collegiate yeah. level. They're not going to do it. I never thought Van Dyke was worth a shit. I did think Cristobal was going to make them straight, but fuck, they're bad, dude. They're really not good. And that gives hope to Duke going to the AC championship, though, which is huge. And it's going to be a lot more fun when uh, Florida State whoops that ass. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that game's in Duke this year it is or in not. But in Duke. Yeah. Our next game, though, this is a shocker. Minnesota taking on Michigan State. Michigan State, I had just dropped out of the rankings from the week prior from their 11, loss to Washington. 11. Yeah, to unranked. Um, surprising. But then again, I guess it's not so surprising considering they were getting shut out 34 to zero before scoring a touchdown with what 17 seconds left in the game. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, golly, what a fucking joke. Yeah, bro. That's crazy. I don't I didn't watch it. I just saw the score after and I was like, holy shit. 
Yeah, the quarterback no. sucks. They couldn't get a run game with Jalen Berger. Tanner Morgan at Minnesota is actually really fucking legit, dude. He's not getting talked about enough. Yeah, 23 for 26, 268 yards, three tutties. Dude, Minnesota One of the big... is fucking legit, bro. They are, they're solid, and their head coach, I can't remember his name, row the boat, dude. Um, ah, I can't remember his name. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it real quick to see if their head coach got quoted saying anything. What I will say, though, in the meantime, um, Muhammad Ibrahim, the running back from Minnesota, 22 carries, 103 yards in the tutty. He was solid. Uh, just solid game all around for Minnesota. I mean, a really, really good step on your throat game, especially for them. That was awesome. I love seeing that. That was great. Dude, it's going to really piss me off when I'm fighting this dude's name. The bald guy, row the boat. Fickle? No, Luke Fickle, no. Cincinnati. Oh yeah, the um, old, he was the old uh, uh, Western Western Michigan coach. Fuck, what's his name? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and it's gonna piss me off. PJ Fleck. Yeah. PJ Fleck. Damn it. Yes, PJ Fleck. Yeah, yeah Minnesota's yeah. legit, bro, and they're probably gonna win their side because they don't have to play Ohio State or Michigan. They have a very, very favorable schedule. Solid. Happy for them. Yeah. Our last our last little quick review game we'll go over. Kansas State. Taking on number six, Oklahoma. Kansas State ended up pulling this one out. Um, wow. I messed up his name already. Martinez. What's his first mm-hmm. name? Was it Adrian or Blake? Yeah, Adrian. I don't know why I want to say Blake Martinez. I think that was the previous quarterback at Nebraska. Um, they had like an eight. No idea. Nebraska had like an eight-year stretch where they like their quarterback's last name was always Martinez, and I thought it was the same guy the entire time. And I was like, "How many years of eligibility can you finesse?" Dude, Adrian Martinez balled the fuck out this game. Yes, yes. Shit, twenty-one for thirty-four, two hundred thirty-four yards and a tutty. Twenty-one carries for one hundred forty-eight yards and four tutties. Yeah, other um, running back and their actual running back balled out too. Deuce Vaughn. They dude, they just a rush attacked this Oklahoma team. Dylan Gabriel still played very well. Two, 26 for 39, 330, four tutties and no picks. I don't know. I didn't watch this game, so I couldn't really tell you what happened. But Kansas State, I believe, has won the last four out of five. Kansas State's won the last four out of five meetings with, with Oklahoma. Yep, just got their number. Um, this game was in Norman. And one of my favorite things was um so what was it? Oh, yeah, you had Braden Willis for Oklahoma catch a touchdown pass. He scores, takes a bow, because that made the game 34-27. It was a one-possession game. They had been going back and forth the entire time. And rather than getting a stop, Adrian Martinez marches all the way down, gets another score, and when he marches into the end zone, first thing he does, takes a bow to the Norman faithful and pretty much says, go fuck yourself. Dude. I'm here. I'm better than you. Um, Look. I've been a big non-believer. I'm not going to say hater because like, the kid doesn't do anything to piss me off. But I wasn't a really big believer in Dylan Gabriel out of UCF anyway. But he did play extremely well. 26 for 39, 330 yards, four touchdowns. He's not the reason they lost. Yeah, he's definitely not the reason they lost. It was just you couldn't get a stop. I mean, Kansas State went up 14 nothing, and then literally it, you traded scores the entire game. You, you ended up letting them back in. They tie it 14-14. Then you go 21-14, K-State up, then 21-17, then 24-17, then 24-20, then 27-20, then 34-20. Oklahoma ever had a lead? They didn't Damn. at all. But, yeah, I mean, great competitive game, great environment. It's, it's, an always, it's always a great environment in Norman. Um, you know, especially – it's not Venables, is it? Yeah, it's Venables. Brett Venables. It's Venables, yeah. Yeah, you know, he kind of got OU under shitty circumstances, you know, with Lincoln kind of just abandoning them. Mm. But, you know, they believed in him when he came in, and they loved him. And Oklahoma loves him. And, you know, I kind of wish success for their program because he's such a great guy. Um, And for what their situation has turned out to be, he's really done a lot for them. Uh, I don't know where they are in the rankings this week. I don't think they dropped that far, did they? 18. Oh, wow. So they dropped 12 spots. Jesus. But, you know, I'm still high on them. Not extremely high. I don't think they're a college football playoff team. I do think they can make a New Year's Six Bowl if they keep on the pace they're at. I hope Venables 
continues with what he's doing there, I could see a long future for him. Hopefully they'll re-sign him as well. But that's kind of our rundown. What do you want to say about him? No, nah, nothing more. Let's move on to week five. So this is a game that I Zach and I both saw, and it's like, hmm. You got uh you got wa- number 15 Washington 4-0, led by Tampa's very own Michael Penix going to 4-0 UCLA for your Friday 10:30 p.m. game. And Washington's only a minus two and a half when they have done nothing but been great. 45 scored on Kent State, 52 scored on Portland State. Beat number 11, Michigan State, 39-28, to where Michael Penix had 300 yards before the fourth quarter started. And then they just beat Washington, 40, excuse me, they beat Stanford 40-22. to This is what UCLA has done. They beat Bowling Green pretty solidly, beat Alabama State pretty solidly, and then they beat South Alabama by one point at home on a game-winning field goal. So I am slamming Washington minus two and a half. I think they're going to absolutely run the scoreboard all over them. I don't think UCLA is worth a shit. Um, I think their quarterback's pretty solid. What's his name? Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. But yeah, that was solid. I don't think they're going to do shit to Washington. I don't think they have the firepower and keep up with Michael Penix in that offense. Yeah. Um, slamming um, Washington two and a half. Yeah, I'm fully with you on that. Washington minus two and a half. I just think Michael Penix Jr. needs a little bit more respect, especially leading this Washington football, uh, Washington Husky team the way he has. You know, I don't know what ESPN sees in UCLA. I mean, I know Dorian Thompson Robinson is a solid playmaker. Um, I I don't, dude, I don't know what I'm seeing. I don't know. What no, I'm it's saying. not even. It's not even like you could be like, oh, well, they're gonna go into a hard environment. Nobody goes to the UCLA games. No, it's dead. It's dead. Dead. It's like the Dolphins. Yeah. You cannot put a college environment in a big city in America. I don't understand why people think it works. I mean, it, it could work back in like the early two thousands, but like nowadays, like no, not nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it, it just doesn't work anymore. People don't really like are in love with programs like they used to be. It's just not. It's not the game isn't what it once was. Um, we're not going to touch the over on this over or under on this game at sixty four and a half. I think it's just too risky. Both of these teams haven't really been challenged outside of. Um, Washington with their game against Michigan State, but then Michigan State has kind of proven to be fraudulent. So I don't really know. I'm a little, I'm just a little confused about that matchup. So I'm not sure. Our next game, though, we have number four Michigan. You're taking, taking the over? On. No, I said I don't know. I don't know if I want to touch. Yeah, I'm not the over. But I want to. Yeah. I want to talk about this next game real quick. We got Michigan taking on Iowa at Iowa. Uh, Michigan's coming in at a minus eleven. Iowa uh, over under to forty two. So Michigan's top five team going into Iowa. Let me tell you a little something crazy. Iowa versus top five teams at home. Okay, their last five times they played. October 30th, 2010, Iowa beat number five Michigan State at home, 37 to 6. November 12th, 2016, Iowa beat number two Michigan at home, 14 to 13. Their only law the then the 20, then the September 23rd, 2017, Iowa lost by two to number four Penn State at home. November 4th, 2017. Iowa beat number three, Ohio State, 55 to 24 at home. And their last time they played a top five team, October 9th, 2021, Iowa beat number four, Penn State at home, 23 to 20. So they are four and five in their last five five games against top five opponents at home. Wait, four and five in their last five? Or four, four and five in their last nine? In the last five times they've played a top five team at home, they've won four of them. Okay. And the one okay. they lost is one game to Penn State. Now this Iowa team sucks. Like I love you, Dane. I, I I like I even like the Iowa program, but they suck. Okay. So I don't think they will beat Michigan personally. I'm sorry, but I don't think Michigan wins by eleven. Mm. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, I don't think they've really found. They're blowing out shitty teams. I understand that, but. There's just something about playing at Iowa when your top five team doesn't go well for you. That environment's going to be crazy. They struggled against Maryland. This defense for Iowa is much better than the defense for Maryland. I just see it being a low-scoring, boring-ass game where Michigan wins via run game because Petrus blows. I agree. Um, Yeah, I'll take Iowa plus 11 here. Um, Like you said, going into Iowa is never fun for anybody. Despite not playing well, I think their offense still has picked up a little bit. You know, you, you kind of – I mean, 
nothing really to brag about going like putting up 27 on Nevada considering how they played recently. I mean, I love you, Bentley, but you guys haven't been doing, haven't been playing the most solid football as of late. Um, and then you went and you went to Rutgers and beat them 27, 10, you know, Shano solid defensive minded coach. Rutgers program isn't like abysmal. Um, they are pretty bad though. That's a good win though. That's a solid, respectable win. Yeah, respectable win, and you know your offense is kind of picking up. You know, this over-under at 42 is just very weird to me. It's sketchy. It's very sketchy. It's very sketchy. Um, You know, I don't want to touch it because I think if we are going to take Iowa plus 11, it's going to have to be a low-scoring game anyway. Um, And I just don't really trust either of these teams. You know, Michigan's last time out. Barely beating a Maryland team 34-27, which they were losing a majority of the game. Um, yeah, it's just a weird game. We'll just stick with Iowa uh, plus 11 for that one. Our next game, though, number seven ranked Kentucky is taking on number 14 Ole Miss. This game will be in Mississippi. With the dope new helmets they're playing with, too. Ole Miss's new helmets? Yeah, they're sick. I'm going to see if I can pull them up. Um, so, yeah, Ole Miss is a touchdown favorite. Minus seven, over under set at fifty four. Ah, I mean, I'm not the most sold guy in the world when it comes to Ole Miss football. Dude, their helmets are sick though. Look at these. Oh, come on, focus, please focus. Are they like white out? Do you think if I make it brighter, it'll focus, or make it darker, it'll focus? Darker. Darker for sure. For sure. Um, they're like camo. Oh, they're oh okay. Blue, but they're like camouflage blue. Okay. They're really sick. Wish I could get you better. Yeah, they're really. Hey, look at look at play good, I guess. Um, you know, minus seven. Really? Really? Bro, they're minus seven, and ESPN has them. They're minus seven. ESPN has them as a seventy-eight point five percent chance winner. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on Dart. Dude isn't great. I'm not sold well, on Kentucky either, though. I love Bob Stoops, but I'm not sold on Kentucky. Either. I'm not sold on either one of these teams. Kentucky beats Northern Illinois by a touchdown last week. And Ole Miss beats Tulsa by a touchdown last week. Dude, this is a real. This might be the hardest game to pick. I'm gonna take Kentucky plus seven. Um, This is just weird. This is another thing I hate about the rankings. How is a top ten team in the country projected to lose by a touchdown? Ole Miss environment's going to be crazy, though, dude. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Will Levis being a leader. Uh, they're gonna, It's going to be a close-ass game. But Jackson Dart, like you said, I agree with Zach. He hasn't proven himself. He's still super young. Will Levis has been in this situation. They went to Florida and beat Florida. Um, I like I like Kentucky plus seven. I'm not touching the over-under, though. I have no, it's such so, an unpredictable game. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. A good game, though. It's going to be a very good game. Yes. This next game, however, so number 18th ranked Oklahoma coming off that tough loss is minus six and a half point favorites at TCU, um, Sunny Dykes program. Here's here's one thing I'll say. The over is going to hit in this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, over is definitely hitting I don't know who's going to win, though, to be honest. You know, I'm going to take, T- I'm going to take TCU. I think it's either gonna be, I think it's either gonna be, uh, fuck. I think it's either gonna be Oklahoma showing that that they're really good and they're back on track and blowing them out, or TCU proving to us that they're a legitimate contender this year. I think Sonny Dykes. I think it's more likely that Sonny Dykes is gonna prove he's got a solid program down there at, in Texas. We'll take you know money line. Do we want to go money line? No, let's take the plus six and a half. I'll take that. Yeah, let's yeah, let's just go plus six and a half. I like that. Be, be safe. Um, yeah. Next game, Oregon State 
going to number 12 ranked Utah. Utah is minus 10. Dude, I don't. This is a yeah. this is another really 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 difficult game. Because I mean, this is usually the point in the year where like teams really prove if they're actually made of something or not. Um, oh, Kansas State is ranked, dude. We're and gonna take, we're gonna take we're gonna take um I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it's the ten that's bothering me. It's not the winner. It's the ten. Yeah. It's the 10 that's bothering me. Because I think Utah is going to win. I think the Oregon State quarterback sucks. I mean, he has seven touchdowns and six picks, and I think Utah's defense will shut him down. Um, But I don't think – I don't know if Utah will win by 10. Oregon State's defense is fucking good. Especially after how they just played against, uh, against USC. Yeah. Um. Dude. I'll take the under. This is a hard game, Zach. Yeah, I'll take the under on this game. Give me give me Oregon State plus ten. Fair enough. Give me Oregon State plus ten. I'll go out on a limb. This will be my one game. I go out on a limb. I think Utah will win, but I do not know if they will beat them by more than ten. I don't know. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, another really hard game. Defense could shut down Addison and 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 control to the most extent in in Caleb Williams. They're going to be able to do that to Rising in this Utah offense. This Utah offense. This game, when I'm thinking about it, Zach, is not about Oregon State's offense versus Utah's defense. It's about Oregon State's defense versus Utah's offense. That's what this game comes down to. I think Oregon mm-hmm. State's defense can slow Utah's defense offense enough that they're not able to run away with it. I don't think they will – I could literally see it being like a 17 – I could see it being the exact same outcome as the as the USC game. Yeah, that's why I'm hitting the under on this. Um, I just think this will – it'll be more telling of the defenses – especially Oregon State's. I'm just not really sold on Utah, especially after their loss to Florida. They haven't really played anyone since. So them bragging about three wins just doesn't really sit right with me. If you took away the rankings, I wouldn't really think much of this. Our next game, though, number two ranked Alabama heading to Arkansas, 20 ranked Arkansas, excuse me, over under set on 61. Alabama is a 17-point favorite. How are we feeling about this? Another one where it's the exact same situation. I think Alabama is going to win. I don't know if they're going to win by 17. By 17? Yeah. Are they even beating anyone? 17? 17. 17. What's the most amount of points Arkansas has given up? So far, Arkansas this year has given up 23. 24, 30, 23, and 27. Oof. Dude, I'm going to just stay safe and take the Alabama minus 17. I'm not going to touch the over-under. Uh, I took my crazy pick with Oregon State. I'm going to trust in Saban. They're going to shut down Jefferson, and then that's over. There's nothing Arkansas can do. Their defense is fucking good, though. But I think Bryce Young will be too much for them. I think they'll take it away in the second half. Okay. I'll take I'll take the minus 17. Yeah, I'll take the minus. It's just so much safer. Yeah. Screw it. Minus 17. We'll ride with it. Our next game, though, number nine, Oklahoma State. Going to number 16th ranked Baylor. Baylor is minus two point favorites in this. Yeah, Over under is set at 56 and a half. Now, look, I'm, I've never been completely sold on any Mike half Duffy now. program. It's Baylor two and a half now. It's two and a half now. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know why the line is shifting in Baylor's favor. You know, the so last time another- they played was in the Big 12 championship, and Baylor beat them when Oklahoma State, if Oklahoma State won that game, they go to the playoffs instead of Cincinnati. Oklahoma State gets stuffed at the goal line and loses the game, and then Big Twelve, and then the Baylor wins the Big Twelve. It's the last time they played. Um, I'm leaning Oklahoma State because they have a high-powered offense, and I I used to shit on Spencer Sanders, but he's playing very well this year. Ten touchdowns and one pick, 916 yards with an uh, 80 QBR average. I don't think the Baylor atmosphere is anything too crazy for Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State gets it done in kind of a sloppy game. 
I think I think they're pretty well rounded this year, and Gundy's got it going. And I don't think that uh, I don't think that Baylor's going to bring any weapons that they're not ready for because they've manhandled everyone. Oh, I mean, no, they didn't manhandle. Yeah, they. I'm I'm going to go Oklahoma State plus two and a half. That's or, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, you can definitely um, talk me out of it if you if you convince me right now. I'm just looking at games this year. They beat Central Michigan in pretty much a shootout. No, no, it wasn't a shootout. They ran up the scoreboard, and then Central Michigan scored 22 in the fourth. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because we took they, – They destroyed Central Michigan. Yeah, we took Central Michigan to cover. Arizona State, not really impressed, especially since Herm Edwards' staff is literally giving away his plays. The only thing that like, um, makes me think Baylor a little bit is they've played BYU's a legitimate program and Iowa State is a legitimate program. I want to say Baylor. I want to say Baylor. Only because the last time we bet against Baylor, they fucked us. Um, no, we bet with Baylor. We bet with Baylor and they fucked us. Oh, no, Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're, no, we we're 0-2. We're against, we were 0-1 with Baylor and 0-1 against Baylor. Because we took Baylor to beat – we took Baylor to cover against BYU. Oklahoma State, please don't fuck me. Yeah, let's take Oklahoma State minus. Plus yeah. yeah, please just These don't. games this week are giving me anxiety, man. Yeah, dude, because we had a rough week last week, and this week just, oh, my God, I just don't know. I just don't know. Or I, don't even to, I don't even want to talk about this next game because my I feel like my bias is playing too heavily into this, and I'm trying to fight against my bias, but then, like, you're reeling me in with some of this – Talk, but That's talk to me about. That's all I gotta say. We got three games left. Let's get this done quick. Ready? Number twenty-two, Wake Forest at number twenty-three, Florida State. Florida State coming in at a minus seven, over under sixty-four. This week started off with Wake Forest head coach. I don't know his name. Don't really care. Saying that this Florida State environment for this game will be nothing that they that they haven't seen before, and that um, okay. that because of the hurricane, it won't be it won't be as crazy. And it won't be as like the, he this basically what he said is the the Florida State Seminole Stadium is not going to be anything big. It's not going to be a lot of people there, and they prefer playing in big stadiums, and they like the big pressure, and they like playing in games like that. That's what he said. So then you know what happens after that? Florida State posts a tweet. Oh, Florida State account posts a tweet. Wake Forest is four and twelve in their last sixteen games, in which the the team that in which they're playing so away games has a capacity of 45,000 or more sold out, like 45,000 people there or more. And then as of today, Florida State is giving out four free tickets to all Florida hurricane evacuees. This game is going to be sold the fuck out. It's going to be blown up. It's going to be crazy. I'm taking Florida State plus seven. Wake Forest is not going to be able to handle the pressure. Florida State minus seven. Florida Florida State State minus seven. seven That's what I'm taking. We're rocking with it. Sam Hartman's getting exposed. This defense is legit. This ain't no Clemson-ass defense. I agree. Um, if we blow out, if we do win by more than seven, though, we're going. We're going to the. We're going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We're going, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. Um, so you know what? Fuck it. I got high hopes for the Norvell train. We're doing this shit. Jordan Travis for Heisman. Them boys are ready, bro. Them boys are Them ready. Them boys are ready. Them boys are ready. Uh, Derek, I know you're up there at Wake, going crazy. Um, your boy's gonna lose. Yeah, they're gonna lose, Derek. Fuck you, Derek. Love you, but yeah. fuck you. Yeah, sorry. Um, this is another weird game. Iowa State minus three point favorites at Kansas. Kansas somehow not ranked over under at fifty eight. Kansas, give me Kansas. They're give on the Kansas. Game. They're gonna keep it rolling. Yeah. I don't see Iowa State doing shit. Not even Kansas plus three. I'm just gonna take Kansas money line. Take it. Give me Kansas. Yep. N- no more to be said. Jalen Daniels, hype, <gasps> rock chalk, baby. And our last game of the day, college game day. Number 10 ranked NC State going to number five Clemson. This game is in Death Valley. Clemson is minus six and a half. Over under is set at 39 and a half. Hmm. You know. Over. I want to take the over. I will take the over. Yeah. 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 This this seems a little too suspect. Uh, 39 and a half is a little too low for these two teams. I don't know what Vegas knows that we don't. But we're going to take the over. 
here's where I'm confused. What Clemson barely beats – Clemson barely beats a 20 – what was it? 21-ranked Wake mm-hmm. at Wake, and suddenly they're even more favored against a higher-ranked team. I mean, I get it. It's at home. I still think NC State is waiting to get exposed. It's up to um, seven now. To line at seven now, I just think it's safer to take Clemson. I don't think NC State's got anything that they should fear. Yeah, let's get Clemson minus seven. I need Clemson to win this game anyway because when Florida State rolls in there and beats Clemson next week, um, that looks better for us, and they're going to turn around and beat NC State next week. So, or so either way, um. Give me Clemson minus seven. I believe in Dabo. I think DJU is finally starting to feel it. And I don't think NC State's got anything that Clemson needs to worry about. Facts. I agree. Now, one more little topic that I want to bring in here. I want to go over our watching schedule, how we're going to watch these games. So I'm just going to take a small little step back. Um, we already have two games underway tonight, Thursday night. South Carolina State's at South Carolina. Utah State is at BYU. Both those games are live. Don't really care about any of the games tonight, so I'm not going to tell you to tune in. Um, Friday, I will say tune into that Washington-UCLA game. It's going to be interesting. It's at 1030 at night. We love our late-night football. It's just how it is. And then and it's on, when you wake it's up. On, it's on ESPN. It's on ESPN as well, so we know you got it. Um, then after you stay up all night watching that game, you can wake up right around noon. Get right into college game day. So let's look at our 12 o'clock window. You're going to watch number seven, Kentucky, at number 14, Ole Miss, 12 o'clock on ESPN. Yes. I would tell you to tune into those games. For our 3.30 time slot, number 22, Rake Forest, taking on number 23rd-ranked Florida State. If you want to bounce back and forth between two games, hell, even three, there's Arkansas and Alabama playing, but I think you'll get much more of a better viewing experience watching Baylor and Oklahoma State. So feel free to switch back and forth between those two games. Moving on from there, we have our 7 o'clock to 7.30 window. You're going to have um, number 10 NC State playing at number 5 Clemson, 7.30 p.m. on ABC as your college game day. And then we have two late-night games. Um, oof. After so we'll combine it into this like eight o'clock to eleven o'clock window. I'm gonna say go ahead and tune in to Oregon at Stanford just because I have no yeah, because I have no idea what the hell the outcome of that game is gonna be. I really don't trust Oregon and I think Stanford could do something. Just give a little watch. Give a little watch. As for our game of the week, did you have any doubt? It's gonna be Florida State and Wake Forest. Duh. Um, and Jay Trav is going to win that game. Mike Norvell is going to have Tallahassee rocking an old dope cable. So that's all from us. Those are our games. There's obviously two games Sunday as well, but um, I don't give a shit about Florida taking on Eastern Washington, and I don't care about UCF taking on SMU. I don't care. Neither do you. Hopefully we can make you some money this weekend. Betting on college football, although I will say a lot of these games, I don't even know what's going to happen. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you with any certainty in my heart who's going to win or who will lose. But I can tell you that I will be drunk and I will be tuned in and I will not leave my couch other than to eat, piss, and open another beer. So that is all. Thank you all for tuning in. College football, week five.